0: The following content is alpaca. It's $25,000 alpaca. You block that shit. You don't rub it. Put the club soda on there. Start the show. I was not ready for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: that
0: had to break them off off the top with a little nigga piece theater I mean, thank you for
1: bringing um, that to my attention <laughs>
0: oh man niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black the black ass cheat sheet for the wicked fools just some fuckery i am the boy oz i'm d randall
1: and up until this weekend i thought i was losing my sanity until I saw you motherfuckers outside. I'm good now.
0: <laughs> you need that perspective to readjust. I'm
1: good. I, I I thought I was getting cabin fever. And I was like man. I can't wait to get back. And, and finally feel normal again. And I was like oh. Um, so y'all are okay. Go for it then. I will stay inside for another three months.
0: Man, this shit about to turn into the walking fucking dead. This is how it begins. I'm about to put this whole motherfucker in a bubble. This whole house. Um, I've, I have not ventured out into the wild. Uh, even out of curiosity. I might have to to get this phone activated. This new phone. Um, but for the most part... Um, I've been, I've been putting out household fires, like the shit, like shit around the house. Just been acting crazy. One, one day it was one, one day it was the breakers. The next minute, uh, the, the fridge was acting crazy. Yep. Uh, then, then the, um, then the, the AC went out. Hmm. It was hot as hell on Saturday. It's the wrong time. It's the wrong time. That's the wrong time, and so I had to spend the I had to spend that night and that morning, and the and and Sunday morning with no AC uh, until the guy could get out there. Um, I was so happy to see the guy. I I tipped him an extra twenty bucks. <laughs> I tipped him an extra twenty bucks just for being timely and just because you know he said he said you know because it, it's a holiday weekend we probably weren't his first call. Was last minute. He got there promptly on Sunday at like twelve, and and did everything he needed to do within the span of like a fucking hour. Mm. And I'm usually not trustworthy of young repairmen. I like my repairmen to be old black men. Yeah.
1: What you got? What you got here? What you got here? What you got here? Um, exactly. Look at look at. Let me let me let me show you what you got here. See what you got here. (laughs) <laughs> you got um, the capstone on your on your freon valve. See, you look at that right there. You see how you see how I look right there. How it's gray. It's supposed to be a light blue. It's supposed to be a light blue capstone. <laughs> you only get it at Ace Hardware on the Main Street in Pearland. Now I, I can you know I can run over there and get it for you. Just what happened? I got a couple on my truck right now, so I'm I'm gonna save you some time. I'm gonna put that on myself. But it's that capstone. Yeah. It's the capstone oh, on your yeah. freon valve. And I just, I just got a couple of them <laughs> on me. I'm um, I mean, about, you know. Other than that, I mean, you looking good. I'm gonna get you
0: fixed. I'm gonna get you fixed right up. You know, I'm gonna take care. You know, I'm gonna take care of you. See that kind of shit. That's yeah. why, I like, I like. I don't. I don't hire anybody under the age of forty five. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be forty. You got at least forty five, and you got. If you want to, if you want to fix something at my house, it's like it's like being president. You have to be. You have to be old. Yep. And you, and your repair and your repairman outfit has to have somebody else's name somebody on it. Somebody else's and
1: name. Dead. And you already got to be sweating when you get there. Facts. That truck, that truck ha- better have all the windows rolled down and a dent on the passenger side. Facts. And it's going to have <laughs> it's going to have the name of your company, which is your name, AC, <laughs> with, with at least two letters missing on the side. Do not ask if they're licensed or bonded. You may not like the but, answer.
0: But no, but no. We it, it actually ended up being a young, a relatively young dude. Maybe maybe a year or two younger than me. Uh, he did a he did a really good job though. Shout out to Chris. Um, and he put us in touch with an electrician that could uh, get my breaker set, that could get my breaker all set up. So, uh, shout out to him. Uh, God bless. Uh, hopefully he is. Uh, changing people's lives and their ACs. Um episode eighty nine. Eighty nine. A number. Damn. Another song. Um, you know I you know I told uh I told people on, on social media that uh I try not to be as mad at people being out as I am at the at the leader, at the lack of leadership, and the people that put us in this position to get cabin fever and all that shit. However, uh, if it gets around to episode one hundred, and shout out to a couple of y'all, who had some really good ideas. Uh, if it gets around to episode one hundred, and I got to do this shit through a fucking Zoom meeting, I'm slapping <laughs> the shit out of somebody, and I can't promise it won't be one of you people that's outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but people did have some interesting ideas, or at least an interesting idea, um, about how the hundredth could go. Uh, I'll 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 probably I'll talk to you about that off of there, but um, uh, but for the most part, shout out to Ryan Gabriel, who is an active listener. Him and his uh his wife are active listeners of the podcast. Uh, he had a pretty good idea.
1: Worst case scenario, um, we skip from 99 to 101 and come back to 100.
0: That's exactly what he said. Oh. Great minds. That's exactly what he said. Um, he was like, because he was like, y'all got the keys. Like, <laughs> you can do whatever we want. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Um, and we don't have advertisers to worry about at the moment, so fuck it. Um. So yeah, to start us off, giving giving out flowers. Um, this week I'm going to give flowers to Quavo. Really? Quavo, yes, Of oh, second the the second most notorious Migo. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Well, In case you didn't know, Quavo actually graduated high school last week. Oh, did not know that. He went back and got his and got his high school diploma. Um, I think that's big. I think that's amazing because um a lot of a lot of these rap niggas, uh pretty much since the beginning of the of the art form, uh drop out of school once they get that bag yep. and uh-huh. don't go back.
1: Yeah. Nas
0: dropped out in eighth grade. Nas dropped out, uh I think the RZA dropped out, uh Fife dropped out, I believe. Mm. I know Joe Budden dropped out. Uh, he's, I think he's mentioned that on his. Uh, I think he mentioned that on his podcast. He dropped. I think he said he dropped out of high school. I believe Eminem dropped out.
1: Was, I think Eminem dropped out.
0: Yep, Eminem. I think he dropped out, um, and they don't go back. Which, if you now, if you get out and you have a plan and you and you save your bread and you know you have a backup plan, hey, cool. But I think it's encouraging uh, for these young people um, that think they're just going to get out here and get the bag and never look back, which some people do, um, to have a fallback. And, you know, it it doesn't count for as much as it did a generation ago. But a high school diploma makes all the difference when you're trying to get a job. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and it, And it's just commendable, and, I think, whenever someone still fulfills a commitment that they've made, even if it's, you know, years, years later. I, I still think I mean, there there's a lot that needs to be said about that.
0: I, I agree, too. That's a whole other thing. Um, will he go to will he go to college? I don't know. I don't think that I think that's the least of I, I think that's the least of the point. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I couldn't judge him for not going to college because I've, I myself have. Numerous times, shit on how to education, how the higher education system uh, is a bullshit pyramid scheme at this point. Um, but yeah, salute to him. Um, hopefully, the, hopefully this is the start of uh, something, something big, and hopefully this generates other uh, high-minded ideas uh, from the second most popular Migo. Um, <clears throat> humans ain't shit this week. Uh, is actually inspired by this week's episode of Insecure. Oh, really? Um, have now. Are you caught up? I'm actually caught up. Okay, okay. Look at that. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, and we're going to talk about a couple of highlights of Insecure a little later on in the show, but, um. One particular uh, scene that took place was between was an exchange between Molly and her boyfriend Andrew's brother, who is actually way more of a dickhead than I than I thought he was gonna be. <laughs> because because when, when one brother is that cool, you know the other brother's gotta be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was just too cool He has to have so. taken up all the cool in the family all <laughs> especially with that especially with that sister-law of his I swear I thought she was going to try to fuck Molly I would have been here to watch <laughs> and so uh basically um they were you know um this this episode they were at a uh resort uh Puerto, Puerto Vallarta. Puerto
1: Vallarta
0: Um, and they went to, uh, and Molly was going to get some, some towels. They were, they were all having fun at the, uh, the pool or the hot tub or something. And she went to go get, go get another towel. And the lady asked her for her key card. And Molly was a little offended because she didn't ask the white people for her key, for their key cards white people right in front of her in line and molly was going from zero to 100 when andrew's brother came in and uh vouched for her and back at the it, you know he was trying to explain the and so molly was trying to explain explain the situation to andrew about how the lady was kind of racist and andrew's brother made excuses And was like, oh, well, we don't know she was being racist. Hmm. And this turned into yet another zero to a hundred moment where I actually cannot fault Molly in any way whatsoever. (laughs) Well, Um, I
1: think she only I think she only slipped up on one part, but um, I was definitely with her because black people face micro and macro aggressions all the time when it comes to racism and i i if if you're not one of us please do not take it upon yourself to try to police whether or not we identify a particular interaction or situation as a as a racist situation right like we right we, we got this we got experience with this um there and there are things and, and and for those people who think that black people always blow things out of proportion like oh you guys are always playing the race card y'all have no idea how much shit we actually let slide there there's so much shit that we let slide just because you know what it's it's at this point it's, it's not-, not yeah it's it's not it's just not even worth my time at this moment i'm just trying to get this done but right. some, sometimes you got time Sometimes you have time. Um, the one thing that Molly said that, that, that I thought was... Uh, kind of threw, threw her argument off a little bit was when she accused the, um, the Asians of not identifying as people of color unless it's convenient for them. Now, granted, there is a long history of the Asian American experience in the United States... Uh, especially when it comes to Japanese Americans that you know I would argue would not allow them to identify as people of color. however, you and I were talking before the uh, the recording that um, there are there are quite a few that have taken advantage of utilizing white spaces to their benefit mainly because um, they don't want any trouble, you know. We don't. I don't. I don't and, want. To, I'll go
0: it. And historically speaking, um, to 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 expand on what you on what you're saying, um, historically speaking, um, I can see where there would be a generational fear passed down, because um, a lot of Asian Amer- uh, Asian Americans are people that migrated here, and were persecuted during what World War One, World War Two, after after Pearl Harbor, uh, put and into quote
1: unquote internment camps. in
0: internment camps. Yep. Um. So there is a. So I can see where there would be a a generational fear of of persecution and. Even going into kind of the 70s and 80s with the Cold War shit, um, there was just a lot of xenophobia going on, and there's a, there's a, there's a, I can see where there's a, you know, and this is things that have been told to me, happened, there's been a long standing history of fear.
1: It's also happening right now, I mean, in the midst of uh, COVID and the coronavirus, with, you know, exactly. certain, certain people calling it the China flu. Um, right. Right. Look, if you want to get Chinese food, Vietnamese food, food, Korean food, any type of Asian food right now, it's not a long wait. It's not a long wait, um, because a lot of people are being very xenophobic <laughs> about it right now. And I'm cleaning up off well, y'all's that's... ignorance, too. Real
0: talk. You ain't <laughs> never lied about Best that. Best
1: believe. Best believe I'm cleaning up off of y'all's ignorance. Um, but, I mean, all that to say, just stop 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 trying to tell black people what and what isn't a racist experience to them. Because we got a lot more experience at this than than a lot of y'all do. Exactly. Uh, One of my friends was telling me, um, we were actually discussing the Insecure episode, um, and she was telling me that uh, she and her friends went to Vegas, I guess a few years back, and uh, whatever club they were standing in, they were standing apparently in an area where people were not allowed to stand, but they weren't the only ones. And you know there were different groups of different people standing in that same area, and one of the bouncers or whatever you want to call it uh, came up to their group, had to pass several other white groups to come to their group to let them know that no one can stand in this area and they need and they need to leave. So she proceeded to explain to the person that. You see all those white people that you passed to get over here to us? Go ahead and tell them they need to move first and then come back and tell us and we'll leave. I find it very convenient that you came directly to us and you had to go out of your way to avoid them first. And that's what happened. (laughs) So don't, you know, don't... If someone's... What y'all don't understand is that we don't have time for this shit. Like, Molly doesn't have time while she's on vacation to get away from this bullshit she doesn't have time to make up a story about the right. towel attendant being racist like we, we we don't we don't invite that type of shit we don't so if if a black person tells you you know so and so did this and they were being racist you know what chances are they were telling the truth
0: right we don't get and cuz because we know we don't get the luxury of being wrong right very important mm-hmm. Because if, if somebody calls racism and somehow, um, through twist of fate they're wrong, we're never gonna hear the end of it and that stigma is going to be there forever. For all black people. And that's why a lot of times, like at work, if you know your coworker is fucking up and they sit there and, and they talking and they talking about um they're not where they want to be because of race. So I have a I had a coworker like that. Who swore? Who who swore? Um, she wasn't being taken seriously as a manager because uh, I don't know for whatever reason because because the the white manager wasn't taking her seriously, even though he had hired, uh, even though he had promoted two black people past her. No, it's because you just fucking up, and other black people are quick to tell you and. And quick to tell you to uh, get your shit together and keep it moving because we don't have time for you to be wrong. But, and we will
1: pull you to the side and tell you
2: when exactly. you got you.
1: Like that, We will. Matter of fact, um, especially since I I've, I've moved into a role of increased responsibility at my job, there are I'm I'm very grateful that there are other people who hit me up and they're in different areas of the company who they hit me up on, for what they call. Black man, the black man talks and, and, on, oh. and, and, but this is very good because they're like, Hey, just want to let you know, now that you're going to be, you know, in contact with so-and-so and so-and-so, and so, you know, just kind of, you know, I don't want you to go in there, you know, being less than informed. So let me let you know what this is. This is this, that's that, that way. If someone tries to ask you, you know, you already know, you already know what it is. Um, right. Right. You know, and they and they'll tell me stuff like, "Yeah, you know, so and so is going to try to do this to test you." They're cool, but you know, just so you don't, just so you don't feel blindsided, you know. And you know, yeah. just black man
0: to black man, black man to black man. All right, cool. Like you know, I we, love that. We'll do it, man. I love, it. I love it. We'll do it. I love it. We got to have more of them. We got to have more of them. Black man to black man talk. Yeah, just
1: got to look out for each other, man. Sometimes we just gotta, we just gotta let each other know what's up before it even gets to that point. So that's, that's you know, and if, if any white people out there listening to it, please don't spill our secret. Yes. <laughs> just, to put, just to put all the rumors to rest, we do have secret black people meetings at work. <laughs> I'm blowing the whistle on it. Every job in America with black people, we have secret black people meetings. And we talk about this very shit right here.
0: And let me tell you, because I've been that guy, even if you're dealing with the coworker that is very open and honest and forthcoming about his blackness and about uh, racism at the job, he, too, is having black meetings. Yes,
1: <laughs> very much so.
0: He, too, is going into a corner with the other black guy and saying, nigga. Hmm. Ma'am. We got to get them off. Hold on. So this is a secret
1: <laughs> pleasure, y'all. We giving away all the secrets today. For those of you don't know that don't know. There is such a there is such a satisfaction in being able to say the word nigga at work. With another person that you work with. Oh Wh- yeah. While being paid on professional time. It is such mm. a relief. Because sometimes there are days at work where you just have a day and you just want to look at somebody and just go, nigga. Yeah. And nigga means anything that you want it to be and everything at once. Just nigga. Yep. Nigga.
0: It's a noun, it's a person, place, or thing. <laughs> it's, the a,
1: of. it's an adjective and a verb, it's a preposition. It's all over. It is everything that you want it to be. But yes, we have secret meetings and every chance that we get we huddle up and we use the word nigga as much as we can just because it creates a safe space for us.
0: It's true. Oh, you ain't never lied about that.
1: Now watch. Um, We're going to launch a series of investigations at every job.
0: (laughs) Um, Song of the Week Uh... Randall's gonna be very excited about this one. Oh! Uh, I, we I went in the vault and dug up a Wale song that oh. I fucked with, <laughs> <laughs> and dug up a Wale song. Um. So, in case you are not aware of uh, D Randall's feelings on Wale, Wale um, Wale
1: is trash. <laughs>
0: And it's for this reason that I don't pick this song lightly. I do actively, I actively fuck with this song. Um, I just think uh, it comes from a very creative album. Um, It's a very creative concept that he did. I didn't know that Wale had a relationship with Jerry Seinfeld and was a huge fan of Larry David. And like that whole Seinfeld verse. And he has an album. I think he has a couple that are um Seinfeld themed. Oh. Where either he had, where either he had uh sound bites from episodes of Seinfeld or Jerry Seinfeld himself actually did voiceovers um for the album. Wow. He got pulled like that? Yep. It turns out his wife uh is it turns out Jerry Seinfeld's wife is a fan and that him and him and Wale were actually friends. Interesting. I guess I guess all the niggas with cool cars on the East Coast are just friends. I guess everybody with cool cars just fucks with each other. And you know, Jerry Seinfeld seems like he would just he would he's just in on a network of people who just love cool cars. I can see that. And they just have conversations to fuck with each other. I can see that. You know, I can see that. So um, the song of the week is Wale featuring SZA, The Need to Know. Um, go ahead and uh, get comfortable. We're going to have a good show for you. We'll be right back with more opinions while black. Let's go. I guess maybe some little problems could arise.
2: Well, there are always a few. I
0: mean, if anything happened and we couldn't be friends the way we are now, that would really be bad devastating because this is very good
3: and that would be good
2: that would be good too <laughs> <laughs> the idea is to combine the this and the that <laughs> trying to keep it low keep them all on the need to know it's body everybody that we just friends but to be honest platonic platonics for tv show. same place we with different folks case closed at the crack code <laughs> is it me Where's you cold? Cause the feelings you ain't showing poking at your clothes Go put a sweater on or get around Put bit and fruit swimming in your juice A lot of ways I can get to you But my train of thought is trying to get you out to ch- ch- <laughs> Still we keep it low Keep them all on, they need to know Somebody, somebody I'm smiling I'm sorry But gonna need to go I'm not right.
3: tryna question you Just can't stop thinking about you You ain't even really got to be my boyfriend I just wanna know your name And maybe sometime we can hook up We can hang out, we can just
2: chill mm. So try and keep it low Keep them all on, and need to know Tell them all that we just cool As far as me and you, we got a simple code Spending nights while well it's afternoon No telephones in the afternoon that overthinking only leaves a sub Tweeting every time your ass in the mood mm. Sharing thoughts when we share a room Though We barely talk when we share a room mm. And the docs still see your courage Body like what? Swear to God, you a miracle mm. So we keep it low Keep more than they need to know Somebody to somebody, I'm somebody And I'm sorry, but somebody don't need to go I'm not
3: trying to question you Just can't stop thinking about you You ain't even really gotta be my boyfriend I just wanna know your name And maybe sometime we can hook up We can hang out, we can just chill
0: I mean, let's say What if we did? What if? Is that like the end of the world or something? Certainly not. Why shouldn't we be able to do that once in a while if we want to? I know. I mean, really, what is the big deal? We go in there, we're in there for a while, (laughs) and then we're back down here. It's not complicated. It's
3: almost stupid if we didn't. It's more (laughs) rugged. I'm not trying to push you. Just can't stop thinking about you. You Just hey, hey, hey. Hey,
0: hey, hey. And that was Wale featuring Sizzle with the need to know. <clears throat> okay, um... <laughs> It was not bad.
1: It was it was it was not bad. Um, I do I do appreciate the music soul child flip. Um, yeah, that was that was very nice. I do appreciate that, and you know, the song was kind of the song was kind of jamming. It's kind of jamming.
0: It's it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Okay, see. It's
1: this is this is what growth looks like, y'all. This is what growth
0: <laughs> looks like. Um. Yeah, and, and and honestly, and I am and I am also very hard on Wale. We've actually gotten feedback uh, via social media to leave Wale alone. Uh, that will not happen. Uh, having said that, I do understand where some of Wale's frustration comes from, um, because that's a very creative thing—Seinfeld themed album. That's not—that's something that nobody's doing. Yeah. And for him to get Jerry Seinfeld in on it, and to and for him to come up with those sound bites for each of the songs that fit, um, like that one on Need to Know, that is my that's one of my favorite episodes of Seinfeld, um, where Jerry and Elaine are trying to break down the Friends with Benefits thing, um, and that to put that level of creativity in, the production quality is there, it's mixed pretty well. Um, to be to put that that amount of effort into a thing and not get the kind of a praise the kind of praise that you think you should be getting yeah can't frustrating um so i get where his frustrations coming from and i'll get into it a little later i just want but i just i want people to just chill out make the make a good product and engage your audience yeah I agree. Um, Even for so Wale. yeah, with all that, that was a good song. Shout out to Wale. Shout out to SZA. SZA's so fine. Like I, I don't think there are enough conversations happening about how fine SZA is. Well,
1: we gotta see more of SZA. She kind of, she's kind of on the low right now.
0: Um. So yeah, there's that. Um. Let's we'll see what do we got. Did you check out the Bounty Killer and Beanie Man Versus?
1: You know what's wild? Um, I'm probably going to say something that either angers or shocks a few people. Okay. I, I I do I enjoy dancehall slash reggae music. Um, you know, and I'm just using that as a very broad description of the genres. Um, especially like in a live setting, like in a club or you know a live concert setting. I don't listen to a lot of it. Just like on my own at home, uh, mm-hmm. I'm obviously I'm very familiar with Bounty Killer and and Beanie Man, so I, I wasn't really I, I was I wasn't really thinking too much initially of of this battle. Um, I didn't I didn't think it was going to really to be very interesting to be honest, um, and I even kind of joked in a very classist way that does Jamaica even have internet? no no <laughs> oh, with, with all the with all the technical issues from the last few i was like yeah this this one has a recipe for disaster and i, I kind of wrote it off and i was starting i started to do other things uh but then people in my timelines and in, in various chats started saying things like wow this is actually the best of the versus battle so far and i'm like what and then i, I, I i'm reading further and oh, they're both there at the same time, kind of like a, a Bashman or a Sound Clash. I was like, ah, that's actually... Damn, that was actually a good idea. So I did catch the last oh. 20 minutes or so of it, and I was really impressed with what they did with it. I was like, yeah, this is kind of dope.
0: What'd you think? And I have to admit, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm the opposite. I'm, in a, I'm a huge reggae dance hall fan. Um, the first thing I like when I travel, like especially when I go to New York, the first thing I want to know when I hit the ground, I want somebody to text me and tell me where the bashment is. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the bashment? Where is the dance hall spot? What is going on that week? I need to know. Um, cause a lot of people I fuck with, West Indian. Um, I, you know, I need, I need my, I need my Jamaican beef patty. Hmm. Um, you know, I have a, I I grew up around, uh, West Indian people, even though I am not of West Indian descent necessarily. Um, and so, yeah, that's just, that's my vibe. I love that shit. And so Bounty and Beanie, I was ready for this because this is for me and my generation, This is when um, reggae and dancehall really started that crossover move um, to, uh, in a big way, in the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, They really started that crossover effect into hip-hop. Yeah. And so so this was big for me because Bounty and Beanie were definitely at the head of that movement um had some huge records and so i was ready for but i was also ready for it to suck (laughs) because the best bashments have the shitty have the have the shittiest sound quality oh yeah absolutely they're blasting this they're blasting the music past the capability of the speakers the microphone you can't hear what the, you can't hear what the DJ saying later 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 <laughs> and so I was ready for this out to potentially suck but when I saw that they were doing this in what looked like a little dance hall spot that they had a DJ yeah and that they were together that they were in and, and, and that and because I know bounty and Beanie have been cool for a number of years um and I, I i was very excited and the fact that they started they started late but they started late cuz they wanted to get everybody they wanted to get the vibe going they did like a little dj did a little mix mm-hmm.
1: that's hey that's how
0: you got to do it cuz what y'all don't understand is um a J- a jamaican function starting late is a jamaican function starting on time <laughs> I wouldn't have trusted this shit if it started. If on time. <laughs> started on the dot. They finished on time, um, and they finished on time. That was amazing. Um, they played so now they played. They played a few big. They felt, they played a few big records from overseas, and they definitely played their big records uh, with American crossover value. And that was one of the one of the criticisms from a few people was that um, they they were playing the big American records. Yeah. And I I understand that criticism because West Indian people, they want their representation to be 100% authentic. Yep. Which I understand. Anybody wants their representation to be 100% authentic, but West Indian folks are very big about their representation. And... They want you to get the full experience of the culture.
1: They don't want they don't want twenty, who am I, the girls them sugar.
0: Right. Movie, right. You know. Even though Girls Them Sugar in my experience still goes up in the dance hall spot. Yeah. Um, but when it got when it got to the shit where it's like Beanie or Bounty just had like a hook on the song. Yeah. Like Bounty did play uh old uh Swiss beats joint from the Swiss Beats compilation where he basically um, just had like a hook and maybe a sample or something. Um, so I understood that. But, yeah, I, I, it, even though this is a display of the culture, I also understand that this versus has become kind of a, cele- a an American celebration of the various cultures that contribute To what we love as hip hop and R and B, yeah. So they definitely had to bring those audiences in, and I would. Girls, them sugar is still one of my favorite records, and I'll never, I'll never complain about Beanie playing that shit. Um, uh, so I was, and and the energy was there. Um, they were definitely feeding off of each other's energy. It was, it, it it was. I could say the sound quality was great. The the video quality was great. Um, it was definitely the best verses we've had yet. Um, Heard the cops pull which makes me not excited at all about us getting a jagged edge in one twelve verses. Yeah, because two of them niggas from one twelve ain't even gonna be there. Uh, yeah. you know about that? No. They're, like, they're, they're fighting. I think they're suing each other. Wow. And so Hugh and Duran are not going to be there. Um, Sure.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, you know, 112 only
0: had like three songs anyway. I'm not. I, okay, I'll give them more than three songs. I'm, maybe because I was a fan growing up, but I'll give them more.
1: 112 doesn't have the catalog to compete (laughs) on a versus. (laughs) That's called foreshadowing.
0: That's foreshadowing. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Um, But yeah, I was very happy about the Bounty and Beanie um, face-off sound clash. It was amazing. Um, Also, what, what else is going on? Bow Wow has announced that he will be retiring after his next album.
1: Uh, that is unfortunate for for <laughs> one very specific reason. Uh, it's it's unfortunate because he's not already retired, <laughs> and he's <laughs> going to put out another one. Ah! Uh, I w- I will gladly file this under "Who gives a fuck." <laughs> There's not a single person. Hear me out. There's not a single person asking for this album, nor has there ever been a single person that has asked for any albums from Lil Bow Wow. No one.
0: I think Jermaine Dupree is somewhere secretly jumping for joy. This
1: this this has to be a contract fulfillment album. It has to be. Nobody's I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. He,
0: because uh, I would be shocked to hear when his last album happened. Anytime you tell me within the past fifteen years, I won't believe you.
1: Yeah, I. I uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate that that Bow wow feels the need to you know spread that negativity. In, in the time that we're already living in,
0: we already get enough
1: bad news on a daily basis. We don't we
0: don't need any more bad news at this time. It just feels late to the punch. Like I could understand if he was doing this last year, when everybody was trying to capitalize on the whole millennium tour, young people coming back, uh, you know, uh, that that whole millennial, uh, B two K, you know. Uh, screen tour vibe. I could understand that, but even that kind of fizzled out quick.
1: Yeah, no, no nobody wants Bow
0: Nobody was checking for that shit, and you know, so I, they didn't even ask him to be on that tour on the Millennium tour uh, for a reason. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody ever,
1: ever. You, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just.
0: I just 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 stick to doing reality TV and having Angela Simmons pretend pretend that she likes your company.
1: I don't get it, man.
0: What? Uh, what? Why is he still around? It, it, I'm telling you, it, it, it's the reality TV vibe. Fuck.
1: He's just not. Maybe I'm just too old. He's just not interesting at all.
0: He wasn't even a good rapper when he came when he like grew up and came into his own. Right. I right. mean, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm, gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you how bad he was. R. Kelly, I think I've mentioned this on this podcast. R. Kelly more or less stole "I'm a Flirt." That was original. That was a Bow Wow song, and then R. Kelly and T. Pain kind of like swagger jacked the remix and kind of made it their own thing without him.
1: Thank you. I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, um, but I'm grateful that a pedophile took a song from you. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. See, these are the difficult well, these are the difficult decisions I'm that we have to make.
0: It's all he took from Bow Wow.
1: Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. There's that. Well, I look forward to not knowing when his album comes out or caring when it does happen. <laughs>
0: I'm not even, and I'll listen to some, you know, I'll listen to something for ironic purposes just to get some jokes off. I'm not listening to that one. Nope. Um, what else is going on? Um, I'm actually, I'm going to bounce around a little bit. Oh, <clears throat> I didn't run this one by you actually, but have you seen Aisha Curry?
1: I have seen a photograph that purports to be of Aisha Curry. Yes. <laughs> With a, with a heavy filter on the face
0: as well. Aisha jumped up, even with the even with the degree of Photoshop that I think was involved. Aisha jumped off in the in the Captain America machine. She was tired of y'all
1: calling her frumpy and shit. Yeah, she she's trying her best to be fine now. I I see what you're doing.
0: You know, she heard them Steph Curry dick pics got out, and you know, she had to she had to put
1: stop to that shit. Yeah, she she's at home like like I know Steph is at home just like man on the cool. Can someone please just call her fine? I'm not I'm not even gonna get mad, John. <laughs> just someone someone just tell me they wanna fuck my wife, please. Uh, I, I promise I promise it's good, y'all. I promise it's good. You know, and just you know, somebody hell, celebrity can slide in her DM. I ain't even gonna get mad, man. Just just make her feel like she's valued, bro, please. Cause she's getting on my nerves with all this shit.
0: <laughs> she, I'm telling you, it was either that, or she was just gonna be at the at home uh, baking stress muffins all day. That's what I'm saying. She probably got she, she
1: have that off season. She probably got this nigga eating the blandest diet right now because <laughs> she's trying to get right herself. You know, people already talk no. shit. They already talk shit about her recipes, like they ain't really popping. Really? Some people, yeah, some people do. Some people, I didn't know that.
0: I, it's, I don't know anything about her cooking show.
1: Some people said her recipes ain't really popping. I don't know. I just know Steph is probably sick of that shit.
0: Where, wherever there's a fine woman, and you can actually say this about attractive men too. Wherever there is an attractive person in a relationship, there is there is somebody at home who has had enough.
1: Yes. They're like, I get it.
0: I get it. <laughs> they they have had enough, and they don't and and they don't know how to how to express this to other people because all they see is that you got somebody fine at home.
1: There's also been a recent Chloe uh, Kardashian photo which is even more blatantly photoshopped. Um, I'll let you discover that on your own if you haven't seen it.
0: I saw it. I saw it. Chloe. I don't even I, I don't know what to say about Khloe it, the, all the Kardashians are training to be masters of disguise. Yeah. The many-faced gods. The many-faced gods. <laughs> all of them are faceless. They're faceless women. They, they're all Arya Stark. My God. I Now, the, Chloe's other faces have at least where you can see like Chloe's archetype face yeah. in that new face. This new one they had to have given her a whole new fucking skull
1: Yeah, it's, it's a whole new template
0: that's they're going off of a whole new template I think they're trying to corner the market because most of these most of these reality TV people and most of these people out people out here they only have a couple of templates they only have a handful of templates they're the ones that and and those of you that watch Love and hip-hop know what I'm talking about they're the ones that all want to look like black China. There are the ones that all want to look like Kim Kardashian. Yep. And then there are all the ones in the in the in that middle of the spectrum that look a little botched, and they all look like purge masks. And <laughs> those are all those are all three of the templates. Like if you go into a, you know, how you go into a barber shop and you see all the different haircuts, all the, the little chart. Yeah. You go into Dr. Miami's place, he only got three faces in there.
1: (laughs) And one of them is just a sketch.
0: And one of them them is just a composite sketch. So now the Kardashians, by way of OJ's daughter, um, are trying to make a new template. They're trying to make a number four. (laughs) So they're so again they're trying they're they're trying to just bury their roots in the culture. So I, I see what they're up to. It's yeah. cool. I, I get it. I get it. Um what else is going on? Uh don't want to go there yet. Uh oh, here's a funny story. So Tiffany Haddish okay, mm-hmm. so a few way back I think this might have been the end of last year. Tiffany hash was on the Ellen show, and Ellen asked her if you know Ellen always wants to tea Ellen asked her if uh, she had had any like celebrity notable celebrity hookups you know on her way to the top yeah and and she she dug down in her vault um, and said that she had hooked up in the early 2000s with Chingy. right there Chingy. Right there, Changy. Yep. And and so Tiffany had it, And so she said she... Now, she was like, did I date? Was that a date or was that a hookup? She basically was saying she just fucked him. And Changy answered back, I don't know why she's lying on me like that. We've never hooked up. You just hooked up with my brother. And his brother was like, no, actually... Um you hooked up with her and then I and then I fucked her a few months later. She had to be reminded that he fucked Tiffany Haddish. Uh,
1: well you know
0: Wow. I'm not gonna lie. I'm attracted to Tiffany Haddish to the point where I can confidently say that. If I had a relative, a famous relative, I would definitely be Johnny Drama. You remember, you remember yeah. Entourage, oh yeah, and Vince had, and Vince had uh, uh, Johnny Drama, who ironically was played by Matt Dillon's less famous brother, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would shamelessly be the Johnny Drama to. A famous relative. If if you if you out here bagging Tiffany Haddish, well, she also
1: wasn't Tiffany Haddish at the time, you know.
0: That's true too. Yeah, you're right.
1: You're right. Well, that's probably why they don't. Remember
0: um, I, I, do you think? Do you think that there was a tag team involved?
1: If I know niggas, yes. <laughs> 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 Niggas are good for that shit. I don't Niggas know why. are good for that shit. I don't know why, but they are good for that shit. I think they both. Niggas. I think they both knew and just made a pact to not tell anybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, and here goes Chingy fucking it up by forgetting all about it. And his brother was like, "No, nah, that happened. <laughs> um, that's okay." Because uh, Tiffany, because Tiffany has just getting good for telling people's business. She's turned into the black Kathy Griffin. Mm. Yeah, Kathy Griffin is you know she's her her stand up was all right, but she basically got got big by just having stories about having stories about being like a D list celebrity meeting A list people. Yep, that's Tiffany Haddish. Except Tiffany Haddish is in is in the B plus list. And she just she just has a lot of stories about other about other celebrities. And it, 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 I have to admit, it's funny. And I love that she's getting her Kathy Griffin bag, um, and doing it better than Kathy Griffin. Um, yeah. so yeah, there was that. Uh, okay, so I guess we can go ahead and get to this one. I wanted to have a quick talk. We're gonna talk now. I know. We're going to talk about the Joe Biden thing later. Uh, We all know that happened. Uh. As it relates to Charlemagne the God, I guess my big mystery, my big question here is when, when are we going to have a talk about getting Charlemagne the God out of here?
1: I, I hate I hate being this guy. Yeah, I, I hate being this guy because I, I sound old and crotchety on on every, every every episode when I say shit like this. But I've 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 never cared for Charlemagne the God. Um, I, I know a lot of people find some type of entertainment value in him, but I've I've never cared for him, for him even going back to the old Wendy Williams days. I mean, he's just he's just a messy bitch, and he's he's. He he invites controversy for no reason. Um, I, I, he's pretty much just mean and malicious to people for no reason, and and now he kind of carries this little this little lame ass mental health torch with him that he uses out of context every chance that he gets. Oh brother, you know I can't answer that question for you, but you know you need to you need to go see therapy. You know like he just throws that shit out there as just as a blanket response to to so much shit. But at the end of the day, he's, he's basically still a trash person who tries to carry himself as being reasonable. But in fact, he's just being malicious and condescending most of the time.
0: And and correct facts. You touched on all of it. And let me just say, this is not re- and, th- and this is not relating to um, necessarily the Joe Biden thing. And we'll get to that because. It's, it's the one of the few times when he was, he was thrown an alley Oot and he had no choice but to handle it well. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it relates to just kind of every other facet of how he gets down, it, he's just – because now people – now he's done the Joe Biden thing and he's gotten this big moment off of the Joe Biden thing. This is the only interview he's gotten this off of. Like, niggas are on social media treating him like he's the next Ed Bradley. And yep. it's just not the case. Charlamagne might be the worst interviewer of all time. If I, if you've ever listened to a Breakfast Club uh, interview, he he doesn't do any real research about the person he's talking to outside of what he may have saw on social media. Yep. That week, uh, he doesn't do any research about the person. Amara Lanegra had to explain colorism and afro latina anti-blackness and all that stuff um to him when that's something because that's been her biggest bag and he should have known that going in because he's a professional and he's interviewing somebody so and you know he and he doesn't do any follow-ups he doesn't call people on their lies that's why umar johnson's been on the breakfast club 16 times because he knows he can go on there and say whatever lie he feels like, and Charlamagne's not going to challenge him at all. Because Envy's not going to, because what, what, Envy's going to actually grow a spine? Nope. And Angela Yee just looks like she's had enough. She just does ad libs for the show. That's all she does. Right. She just, it, you can see it on her face on the, on the YouTube. So she just looks like she's had enough. Yep. Um, surely is and it's just I don't understand part of it is one of those things where it's like I'm usually one of those people where it's like if I don't if I don't get it it's because I'm not meant to get it but me working in me having a background in communications me having studied communications and me being in that field currently uh which is what I consider this program um I don't understand why we haven't gotten him out of the paint. Actually, he just had a, he recently had a an interview with Kaylani that kind of highlights exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. He he did an interview with Kaylani where she was opening up about YG cheating and how she found a bunch of suspect shit in his phone and this is how it came about and so forth and so forth. Charlemagne kind of breaks ranks to start trying to convince her to take him back because niggas is going to cheat this is the same dude who was at the forefront of the black men don't cheat movement this that like that was him and little duvall's baby black men don't cheat black men don't cheat and you have just stopped the interview to basically start normalizing Cheating and basically gaslight Kalani.
1: So here, here's here's what happens with with Leonard. Um, I, I think I think the main reason is he has a lane that he's very popular in right now. And when I when I and when I say popular, he may not necessarily be well liked, but he's well viewed. Right. Um, once somebody takes that spot, then I, I, I think you'll start to see that fade. Um, that's fair I, I think it highlights the fact that we, we, we desperately need new voices new black voices out there um, voices that can be compelling while constructive at the same time Like I, I, just, I, I can't get over the fact that I, I get so annoyed by the fact that he has to be an asshole to everyone it's the same reason why I can't really fuck with Ebro because Ebro is just unnecessarily an asshole to everyone
0: you can still not be only that. He's just strong, loud and wrong yeah, all the time. Yeah,
1: loud and wrong a lot of times. And and it, it seems like a lot of the black male voices that are very popular are are loud and wrong quite often. And we don't have enough niggas that just make sense in a reasonable. And,
0: and actually I not to cut you off, but let me touch on that part real, real quick. You touched on a very interesting part right there when you said black male voices. Mm-hmm. Because we, not we, because I didn't, but the culture dragged Gail King through the mud yep. for going off-color and asking a question that they didn't like. Yep. Which in context was 100% reasonable, and people were actually making excuses for Snoop Dogg coming to see it. Talking about she was gonna have people come see Gail King. Gail King got torn to shreds. For for asking certain
1: questions of a pedophile. Of a pedophile. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's
0: not like she asked Not even the R. Kelly thing, the, the 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 Kobe thing.
1: Oh yeah, the Kobe thing. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah
0: yeah the kobe yeah. thing they tore her to, they tore her to pieces over that and and tried to make excuses for it even the people that thought she was wrong still tried to make excuses for why people were so bad at her why does Charlemagne get none of that energy when he treats his guests unless he's unless he fucks with them outside of that interview treats them like shit. He, t- he he did kehlani so bad it was embarrassing, and there were some people that, on Twitter that kind of got on him about it a little bit. But he is not—he is not treated with nearly the contempt that they treated Gail King. They let him make it for the week. They—they they got on him a little bit for a couple of days and let it keep going. Yep. And I feel like, and I and I feel like at the end of the day, this has to be talked about because. One, first and foremost, because black women get the short end of the stick. Because Kaylani, first of all, um, first of all, Kehlani gets treated bad a a lot. I remember when people said that she was faking suicide. Yeah. And and Chris Brown got on and talked about she was faking suicide and flexing for the gram. And, a do- and second of all, she's no, a, go ahead, she's a go domestic.
1: Ahead, she's a domestic abuse survivor, right?
0: Yes, I, I believe
1: so. Okay, because you know that's that's a stigma that's often carried with domestic abuse uh, survivors as well, where they are, where they become blamed and victimized, and and people mistrust their intentions all of a sudden because they feel like people are making something up for attention.
0: Right. Fact. And the other reason that I felt like this deserves to be talked about is because uh, I I try to pay attention to content. I never I've never felt in co- in competition with any other with with any other person in the podcast uh, lane. Any other person in the in this communications format. I don't. I'm not a competitive person in that regard. I don't believe in that. But I do want to pay attention to how the industry is going. Yeah. And I feel like Charlemagne is at a high is, is at the, is at kind of at the height of his career and in those lanes to a point where this has to be looked at, you know, we have to look at these things. We have to look at the fact that we've just got a hundred million dollar Spotify contract. Yeah. Um, which is huge. Um, Actually, I wouldn't know what happened to Charlamagne's HBO deal. Hmm. Good question. You know, that got that got mad quiet after after those rape allegations very, came up. Very, very good question. I think you just answered it. Um, he actually had a catfish deal. You know, y'all know uh, those of you who follow me know I'm a big catfish fan. He had a catfish deal for a catfish spinoff, hmm. and the shit ended after like five episodes. Cause it ended, I, think, I think it ended in a fight on camera. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm starting to believe that once we get fresher, fresher voices from a different perspective of respect and, and professionalism, um, I think we're going to see a lot less of Charlemagne.
1: I hope. I hope. I um, sincerely hope.
0: I just, you know, one can only hope. Last thing I want to touch on. And, oh, by the way, let me just say. I have, before y'all get on, because I know people like to look into these things. I have enjoyed a degree of content that Charlamagne was involved in. I have. I, there are. There, there have been some moments where Charlemagne was involved in a thing, and I was listening. And yes, I. But a stop clock is right twice a day.
1: Um, I'm still waiting on him to suck Takashi's dick. <laughs> Y'all want to call him the James Baldwin of today? He needs to have. He needs to have journalistic integrity. He said.
0: He said what he said. There only- was a dumbass. There was a dumbass that said that he was the this generation's James Baldwin.
1: I need that energy to be kept right now. <laughs> man you know what needs to be done to make this right.
2: <laughs> oh shit.
0: How y'all gonna call a homophobe James the new James Baldwin?
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> oh man! Okay, so uh, I guess last in the news, in the, in the little news segment, I, I we have to t- There were a couple of things I wanted to touch on about this week's insecure. Um, so y'all know how I feel about Molly and how I want Molly to fail in all things. Um. So, first of all, it turns out where last week when we left Issa, she was going to pick up some food at her favorite spot and she saw Molly was already there Yep. and turned around and didn't want to have that and wasn't wasn't ready to talk to her, which is fine, which is fine. Sometimes people need to cool off and kind of get their composure and get some semblance of routine back in their system, and then come back to something with fresh eyes. Yep. Uh, so I was fine with Issa not having the confrontation then. Um, But Issa turned around thinking that Molly didn't see her. Huh. We find in this episode uh-huh. that Molly did, in fact, see Issa uh-huh. turn around and leave. And let me tell you what happened. She saw Issa with her back turned making the decision and then got on the phone so that Issa could come in and initiate the communication Mm. as if Issa was the one that was all wrong, which is the most narcissistic shit I have ever seen in my life. The most narcissistic, self-centered shit I've ever seen. as everything that is wrong with Molly.
1: And she even she even had a little pose together and everything too, like. Sure did. Like she was going to be surprised to see. Oh, I didn't
0: see you there. Oh, oh, funny running into you here. Is no, there, is there no, you got you to, to No, me you me? get to hold that L a little longer. And then came and told and tried to tell Andrew about it, and Andrew, as understanding. And as supportive, and as much of an active listener as he is, was not trying to hear that shit. Mm. You can see on Andrew's face that he's been wanting to tell Molly about herself since that happened. Oh. Uh, but you know, when you got a when you know you got a girlfriend that's going through it with her friends, and she's fine, and you're going on vacation, you gotta sometimes you gotta play the game.
1: Look, you, you just gotta. You just gotta show up with paraphernalia and hope that you can put it to use.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to that in just a second. I just that was crazy to me. She was like, Oh, Issa saw me and ran from me like I was a real job. Well, wow. you well, you saw you saw a chance to admit your part in the wrongdoing and you running from that like a man trying to do right by you. Mm,
1: she may not be a real job, but she's a real piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Oh uh, please don't throw eggs at me. The
0: other the other thing I thought was amazing about uh Insecure this week um was the appearance of Kim Fields. Yes. Still looking good. Kim Fields, she's still fine. Kim Fields a joint. She and, and she got even when you know, she got her she got her Aussie vibe on. She still get it.
1: Yeah? I'm like, damn, Tootie?
0: I used to be a little back in the day. I'd have followed her down that mountain. Fuck that. <laughs> um So the other th- the other thing I thought was um wonderful about this episode mm-hmm. was that we found out that as much as Molly be uh be dying and dashing on these niggas, she is not the she is not the uh freak she thought she was they were on the plane, and Molly was like, I brought something special. Mm. And Andrew was like, I brought something special, too. They get to the room, Molly pulled out her little Savage Fifty VIP box like she was doing something. <laughs> Andrew pulled out toys,
1: nigga. Yes, he pulled out accessories not included with
0: purchase. <laughs> Andrew pulled out that vibe. Andrew pulled out the big waffles. Andrew pulled out the blindfold. Yep. <laughs> Andrew is a stone cold freak.
1: Hey, he was ready for that action.
0: He damn sure was, because he damn sure ate Molly's ass. <laughs> if you saw the look on her face when Andrew ate her ass, he, look, Molly ain't going nowhere. Molly's gonna fight for this one. Literally. Molly is gonna is going to resort to fisticuffs in the street to keep this one. Uh,
1: it's also Molly, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, we never know. We never know. Um And the other thing that we have to highlight that oh no, no. The, there's one more thing. There's one more thing. I'll get to that in a second. But um I called it, y'all. When last season, when Nathan explained to Issa why he ghosted her, I said it then that he was trying to explain that he was going through clinical depression. You did say that. I did say that, and it it, it was it was from a place of experience. We saw in this episode there was another little thing where Nathan called uh Andrew. I guess he had to be led in the house or something. Yeah. The garage. Um and they were they were FaceTiming and you could see you could hear and see Issa in the background. And Molly had to have some shit to say. And Molly was like, oh the oh I guess they're kicking it again. She just likes it messy. Uh, after everything Nathan did to her and Andrew was like you know he was going through some shit at that time right she was like yeah right what kind of shit uh, mental health shit Yeah, would shut her up real quick quick fast and in a hurry and she was like does Issa know um, I don't know that's between Nathan and, Nathan and Issa imagine being in paradise <laughs> yes Imagine being in paradise, getting your ass ate <laughs> by a man that brought that brought brand new, not even out of the box toys, specifically to have his way with you, and to give you every pleasure he could think of. And you sit and you sit your bum ass in the room, worried about what Issa and Nathan are doing. That's some dusty ass shit. That is some dusty ass shit. For all the for all the people that are team Molly, that is some dusty ass shit. That is some dusty, indefensible ass shit. Mind your business, be in paradise, and be present. Mind your damn business. That's exactly and that's exactly why why you're right on the verge of messing up this relationship now. Anyway. The other mystery that nobody's talking about, Randall brought this up before the show. Hey man, this has been bothering me for a minute. Is the mystery of Lawrence. Lawrence is everywhere. Why do people keep randomly running into Lawrence? (laughs) (laughs) They randomly ran into Lawrence at the airport. He just happened to be at Derek and Tiffany's house uh, with the baby. The same time the girls were, they run. People running the Lawrence everywhere. I, I, Lawrence I, is out I, here. Lawrence is Lawrence is a dope dealer.
1: You, you got to be,
0: yeah. Lawrence so, is running. Run, Lawrence is running drugs international. Run, Lawrence just be out and about. Uh, but seriously, I think well, well I'm not going to give any predictions for next episode because I think that's going to be lit all by itself. Um, but yeah, that was, that was worth unpacking. Um, actually we're going to take this time and take a quick break. We'll be right back with a little more foolishness and fuckery. You are experiencing opinions while black sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting pour up. And we're back we are black we are opinionated and since I'm recording this on a Monday and I'm gonna be responsible and get a workout in after I am uh actually not drunk I am I, I had a couple of drinks earlier earlier today cause what? The uh, but I am actually I'm pretty sober at the moment okay uh this is this, this is gonna have to this, don't worry this isn't gonna last long this this is <laughs> There will probably be some drunkenness on the next episode, I assure you. Um, It is time for White People Must Be Stopped. Skirt, skirt. Um, We have a uh, real-life racism story from Darth Kanji Sen, uh, a devoted listener of the podcast. What up, Kanji? Kanji? Um, uh, She writes... Let's see. White people must be stopped and or I hate white people's submission. As an insurance adjuster, it literally makes me sick when white people get mad they're at fault and try to throw in irrelevant shit about the other person. This man pulled out of a parking lot and hit another driver, yet wants to mention a charge he found four months ago. Sir, you're at fault, you fuck white bastard. And before I say "fuck you," racist old white people, uh, I would uh, I would like to add this individual is 30 years old from San Antonio. The person he hit was he, yeah. The person he hit mm. was Hispanic. This comes with a tweet um, that she had tweeted, um, I guess, on the job uh, a series of tweets that happened when this was happening. Y'all, I'm tired of white people trying to assassinate someone's character to get their way. This accident happened today. Now, I told my driver he's probably at fault, but I want to get the other driver's statement. So about an hour ago, my driver sent me an email with photos. Then he sends me another email saying I did a, a Google search and the other driver was arrested in January 2020 for a valid driver's license. What the fuck does that have to do with you hitting this man's car in May of 2020. Mm. You still at fault. You asshole. And I guess. I guess they wanted to point out. That the driver was Hispanic. Um, and had a record. As if that made any difference. In this claim. Nothing whatsoever. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Not, and, and this white person. Just could not stand the fact. That they were at fault to someone of color. That they had that they had to that they had to humble themselves in a case with somebody of color. Period. They hate it. They hate it. They hate it. They hate it. And oh. If you accuse them of racism. They swear it's not. No, no, it is. We know. We know when it's racist, even when you don't.
1: Know. <laughs> we said that in the first segment.
0: It's <laughs> just, just, just all come, See how it all comes back around. Uh, yeah, even when even when you don't know, we know. Um, so yeah, that was a that, that's a that's a pretty good one. Thank you, Koji. and thank you for thank you for listening. koji Kong, has been a day one. I think she's been like a day one listener basically. She's been a day one listener. Um,
1: yeah, I've seen Kanji in her Insta stories. Yeah, <laughs> playing dress up. I see what you're doing out there.
0: Keep keep handling your keep handling your business. Actually, she does. I think she makes waste beads now. Mm. That's. Let me tell you something. The waste bead business is always going to be booming. Uh, these girls like that shit. I think I think it's Kanji Crafts on Instagram. Uh, both with K's, Kanji Crafts. So uh, that was a little free advertising there. I
1: actually have one this week. Oh yeah, go for it. Let's go. I actually have one. So um, this one I actually got this one from a, a couple of different people who either sent them through some form of DM or text message over the last day or so. Um, There was a video that's that's appearing on Twitter now, which was uh, taken by a young man in Central Park, New York. And he is walking through an area of Central Park where there are are a number of signs explaining to people to walk their dogs on leashes. Now, they're already battling with people who are not social distancing properly and, and people who are... Not wearing masks when appropriate and so forth. Um, but at, at some point in the video, it, he's he already has a video turned on the woman. Whose ethnicity we will not have to acknowledge because you already know. Uh, she does have a mask on. However, she's there with her dog. Her leash is in the hand, but her dog is not connected to the leash. And so on camera, this young man is reminding her ma'am, could you please put your dog on the leash because there are signs that are specifically posted stating that you do so. Right. Um, and for, you know, for, for my safety and the safety of everyone in the park, please put your dog on the leash as a signs state. Uh, she did not like this young African-American telling her that. And she immediately tells him to turn off his camera and she refuses to put her dog on the leash. Now, we've been here before. We know getting and damn well we're not turning off this camera. Um, and so she starts to approach him. Mind you, she, she still has not put the leash on the dog. She's holding the dog by the collar. By this time, the dog is just kind of writhing around trying to get away from her and damn near strangling himself. So right. she's at this point, she's hurting the dog just to spite the man. And she gets closer and tells him, you know, she's about to walk all up on him. And he extends his arm and says, ma'am, please do not get close to me. Please keep your distance. Keeps recording. And she says, well, I'm going to call the police and, and tell them that an African-American man is threatening my life. She's very calm as she says this too. So she immediately weaponizes, tries to weaponize his blackness. Um, and sure enough, she, she picks up the phone. Dog is still writhing in her other hand. She picks up the phone and she calls 911. And immediately, she gets a panic tone in her voice. 911, hi, I'm in Central Park and blah, blah, blah. And there's an African-American man that's, that's threatening my life. Like, she went into full Karen mode. <laughs> no, and, and, he, and he's, you know, he's standing there calmly just filming and whatnot. And, and apparently, the person on the phone is not really believing her. So she tries to sound more and more desperate. And they're basically calling her bullshit. Like you called 911. Is it's a man attacking you now? No, he's filming me while I'm in the park with my dog and, and he's he's threatening violence. And the other mm-hmm. dude's like, I am not threatening violence. I am merely holding up a phone to document the experience. And a, a few moments after, you know, no response from the 911 person, she puts the leash on the dog and she kind of runs away. All Bet this is same. All this to say, it's, it's very easy. It's it's a good, it's a good visualization of how uh, people try to weaponize uh, their anxieties over black people to try to, to push the situation into their favor. Um, because she was being spoken to by an African-American man who, who was well within his rights to inform her, like, you know, for the safety of your dog and for everyone else in the park, Please leash your dog as the signs require you to do so. Uh, and right. The, and the fact that she was shown up by this guy and she wanted her way, she, you know, she, you know, we can go back to Emmett Till on some shit like this. Uh, she basically weaponized her white tears to try to get him in trouble with it. Um, and when she realized that she was not going to get away, she ran away.
0: Of course you did. And, of course she
1: did. And fuck her.
0: And and this this segment doesn't usually run this long, but I did want to touch on I real quick I did want to touch on a story that I thought was important. Mm-hmm. Uh made a lot of waves. Um FedEx has been on that bullshit. Mm. Uh so there were um these two delivery guys, both black, were dropping off a package at this white man's house. Um, as they usually do nowadays because everything is becoming more contactless. Yep. Um, they just drop the package off at the front door and walk away. All of a sudden, the white man comes blasting out of the door, screaming at them, saying that they looked like they were going to break into the house. <laughs> I think They were going to break into the house while his wife was home and wow. that he had a good mind to whoop their ass and chased them down the driveway and said and told and told his wife to call the police.
1: And they, now, they were clearly wearing FedEx was, clothing in a clearly identifiable FedEx vehicle.
0: Exactly. Now the guy that got out of the truck, I'm a big guy. The guy that got out of the truck was a pretty he was a, he was a pretty well-sized fella yeah um and he did not resort to violence he just his his partner was filming was filming what was happening and he was like man you don't have you have to yell at me like that i didn't do anything to you you see i'm still not doing anything to you and he was like calling the police he's like i'll wait for the police we can talk to them together and he finally lost. He finally got tired of this and got in the truck and was like, "You know what? Never mind. I'm going. I'm going about my job. Um, if the if you really want to get the police involved, they know where to find me. Um, you know, I, I'm a FedEx driver. So yeah, if they want to, they can get a hold of me. They can find me. Whatever you need to do. Dude was like, "Oh, I thought you were gonna wait for the police." Black dude was like, "I thought you were gonna whoop my ass." Mm. To cover their ass, they posted this on social media. Yeah. Um. And they explained the whole thing on social media. FedEx saw the video, and, uh, and from what I understand, they did explain uh, what happened to their superiors. Um. They were they they made them take it down off of social media as if this was going to go away. Right. And then they fired him. Of course he did. And this is not the first time FedEx has been on some uh, racist-ass shit. Um, I wish I had known that before I ordered my new phone from them. But, yeah, um,
1: un- unfortunately, there's not much...
0: <laughs> right. That's it not just is what it, it is yeah. at that point. Um. Just more of the bullshit. Just be mindful. Um, but I feel like they did the right thing. I, you know, they they were they they documented it, they recorded it. Um, people know what's up. I. This is one of those times where I suspect, and because they have a racist past, and people have been bringing that up too, they're gonna get a check. Oh yeah. They're gonna get something out of if it. If they don't get their job back, they're gonna get a check. Um, so I see that in their future. Uh, but God bless them. Shout out to them wherever they are. Um, uh, just keep your head up, man. That's all I can say. Um, send your racist stories, your racist real-life encounters, along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or any of our guests to uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or just log on to opinionswhileblack.com you can get in touch with us through any number of our portals there, our social media portals, or Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter. We'll be right back with the top three STF news. You're listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast, Pour Up. And we're back. We are black. We are opinionated, and amazingly enough, uh, we are sober. Um, I've been sober don't get, for quite don't, a time now. Don't get too used to this, guys.
1: However, if you would hit me up Friday, I was I was fucked up Friday. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was fucked up. I was out of there Friday. Saturday, I had I I had one drink, but when I started realizing that something was wrong, with the AC. Uh, that'll sober you up real quick. Yeah. Um, so uh it's time for the top three STFUs. Oh yeah. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Now it is worth saying that this this took some work because there were quite there were quite a few people in the runnings this week. <laughs> um future was on that bullshit. Uh <laughs> talking about one of his baby mamas. Right after he just got through uh, shouting all them out for Mother's Day, he called one of his baby mamas ugly she is far from it. Um, I mean, you fucked it, dude. Yeah. What is it? I was like, you fucked it. She couldn't have been that ugly. Um, Doja Cat. We all know the Doja Cat thing. Mm. I don't. Uh, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more next week, but I don't want to give the Doja Cat thing too much life. Um she was kind of here past her like she she was kind of here past her fifteen minutes anyway. Very much. So I don't want to give that too much life, but we'll we'll probably unpack it a little bit if there are any developments there. Um But the number three number three person who needs to shut the fuck up this week is Swiss beats. Showtime. Uh, Mr. Cassim Dean. Um, Swiss Beats fixed his mouth. Now, you know, he is part of the whole, he is one half of the whole uh, versus deal, the whole versus team, him and Timberland. Mm. And uh, I guess it came up whether or not Janet should be in one of these versus battles, which I just don't think she'll do. She doesn't need to. Um, yeah, yeah. There's. I don't think there's. She doesn't stand in gay gain anything there. Um, and she likes her kind of just being quiet and being out yep. of social media spotlights like yep. that. Um, Swiss Beats fixed his mouth to say that Janet, Demita Joe Jackson did not have the catalog to properly do a versus. Oh, really? Janet Jackson doesn't have the catalog, or by his doesn't have the vault, sir. Sir, he must have
1: been thinking about Alicia Keys when he made that comment.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Woo! Bang bang! Um, this is somebody who has had Nelly on a versus. <laughs> Ellie has the vault, but Janet Jackson doesn't.
1: Oh my goodness, man! Sir, that, that, Sir. Just, that just shows you that that just shows you that there are some people that, no matter what their accomplishments are in music, they are still ignorant and don't know shit about shit. Notice Timbaland had nothing to say about that.
0: <laughs> He's like, right. Shit back all the way away from that. Um, Swiss, just, just be complacent and happy with your weird blended family and shut the fuck up.
1: See, Jan- I guess he doesn't realize, what? like like, Janet is Janet is kind of in a in a space where she doesn't need to do it. And like to be honest, Babyface didn't need to do it. Babyface is kind of in that in that space where he don't he don't need to prove shit to y'all. Exactly.
0: He, exactly.
1: He was just there just chilling. He was doing something for the young fella. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to help Teddy out a little bit. Make him a little bit more relevant. Uh <laughs> I, I just remember, along the same lines, uh, I got to a discussion with people who were like, if, "If Michael Jackson and Prince were alive, would they agree to do this?" Uh, a resounding fuck no. Neither one, no, neither no. one of them would
0: do this shit. Um, While well, Michael Jackson liked his liked his his reclusiveness, and Prince just did not have time for that kind of fuckery.
1: Prince didn't even have a phone. And and yeah, and, and Prince cherishes his intellectual property so much, he's going to be like, I'm not going to sit up here and play my shit for y'all and not get paid for it. And and also, but, they, don't, they don't need to. They're on a level where they don't need to do that shit. Just like you, you're probably never going to see uh, Jay Z do any shit like this, because people are just on a level where they don't need to do it. Janet Jackson is one of those people. You know, she she's not going to do this shit. And for you to fix your toucan Sam snout to even insinuate <laughs> that she doesn't have the catalog to support that, please shut the fuck up. You cast your keyboard beat, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Showtime! Oh, man. Number two. <laughs> Number two is Lana Del Rey. Oh. Mm. Um, so Lana Del Rey, okay, now this is a weird one, because, okay, she was commenting, I I don't even, it's not even worth getting her direct quote for it. Um, basically, she was saying that, now that, what was it, Doja Cat, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Be- Nicki, Cardi, maybe, Cardi, maybe Megan. Yeah. Um have all have, have all had number 1 hits or are all having a good run on the charts right now, whatever. Um can I get back to um can I get back to uh having what did she say? Oh, she said can I get back to doing music about similar uh subject matter? about imperfect relationships and toxic shit um, without persecution. This rung a lot of people the wrong way because she was she was going after mostly black people, black women. Yep. And let's be clear. These are all people that have had number one hits that currently have number one hits, but it is not gone without a level of uh, scrutiny and persecution And um, just being put through the ringer. Black women, whatever white women think they're going through, black women are going through it worse. Yes. As the least protected in our society. She had the same energy for uh, Katy Perry. Sure didn't. Mm. And what 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 astounds me about this is that she messed up a lot of goodwill that she got from us. Um when she threatened to give Azalea Banks hands for talking shit. Mm. This is this is what you do with our goodwill? You play us like that? You play black women like that? Mm. And let me say, I have and for her to be mad about being not getting the credit she deserves for her music or whatever, I have the I have the same problem with her that I have with Wale. Shut up. Make a good product and engage your audience and engage your fan base. You don't have to involve other people. Other people, them other people ain't got nothing to do with why you're not bigger. Now, that is not to say that there aren't people out there that, for whatever reason, Society or or your particular culture, or whatever, just feels just feels like it's okay to shit on. Her. I don't think Lavelle raised one of them, right? She she's pretty big amongst the whites. Black success just looks different, as <laughs> it should. Yeah. Black success looks different. Black success comes with a different kind of fanfare. Yep. So. It looks, it looks like they're doing donuts around you. And they are and they should be. So, all you had to do was sit there and drink your wheatgrass shake and shut the fuck up.
1: Congratulate them Eat on their successes p- and worry about your own
0: fucking self. Worry about yourself. Continue eating quinoa or whatever... Um, you Scott Pilgrim ass white people uh eat. <laughs> she does. She looked like she wanna she got them Scott Pilgrim vegan powers or some shit. Damn. And shut the fuck up. That's all you have to do. Just sit there and eat your food. That's it. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up. <sighs> this is actually a returning champion. God damn. I can't believe Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden has come out the gate this year, trying to run the shut the fuck up boards. Um, in an interview with Charlemagne for the Breakfast Club, uh, we can go ahead and add the Breakfast Club to venues that serious people, or people that think of themselves serious, just need to stop going to. Yeah. The Breakfast Club and Vlad (laughs) and Wendy. Um, So Joe Biden was uh, basically making his case for the black vote and basically said, if you have trouble deciding whether you're for Joe Biden or Donald Trump, then you ain't black. uh, You have to give it the right intonation. You
1: ain't black.
0: He did. He did. He got real excited about saying that. He he really wanted to get that one off. That was gonna be his. That was gonna be his big Johnny Carson. We got a great show for you. Last joke. Um. And I just, now
1: I to, just put my head in my hand. I which just, I What did you say? I just put my head in my hand and just I I couldn't take it. I'm sorry.
0: Now, now to Charlemagne's credit, he did follow up and kind of try to make Joe Biden understand. What black people's problem were was with the Democratic Party um, and how they address black issues. Um, having said that, Joe, all you had to do is sit there and eat your food. This, going on the Breakfast Club was supposed to be an alley oop for you. You just don't come, you just said, you had to come on there, and say some funny shit. We don't expect anything from the Democratic Party at this point, so we stopped asking y'all.
1: Which is, sadly, which is part of Lenard's defense to the whole thing, in that part of... This is frustrating, y'all. Because it, it, it's it's frustrating because when, when people say that liberals have have when people say shit like liberals have done more of a detriment to african-americans than the gop has in a lot of ways they have a point in that they openly recognize that they do not have to work for black votes and joe biden openly recognizes that he does not have to work for the black vote and just assumes it and the problem that we have as black people is that we don't hold them accountable to it we don't make them earn it we don't tell them what we expect to return for their votes. And it's 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 frustrating because it should be so fucking easy. If, if, if you vote Democrat, you should have them in the palm of your fucking hands. And we should be able to get whatever the fuck we want to out of them. You presume to have my vote? Cool. Here's what I'm going to get from you in return. Since we're talking about assurances right now.
0: And And here's the go ahead. Not to not to cut you off. Here's the problem. And 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 I I wanted to touch on this because D. Randall has a good point. The problem is, we know we should hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. We want to hold them accountable. The problem is, we always end up in this situation where. Ideally, we should, but they know they can get away with bullshit because they know what we know, which is that the alternative is worse. Yes. They have everybody's they have everybody's vote. Not everybody, because there are some dumbasses that are going to go, you know, that they're that just going to stay home. But they know they have everybody that's showing up to the voting booth. They know they have them by the balls. Because nobody wants four more years of Trump, and we've seen how dangerous four years of Trump is and can be. There and the
1: the, the increasing danger, though, is there are people, especially like people in my father's generation, older voters, who were just like, well, "Shit, I'm just not gonna vote for either one," <laughs> which does as yeah. much of, which does as much of a detriment to it as you know, voting whoever for whoever you don't want to vote for. And, and and I think this is after November, leading up to, but especially after November, we all need to take a very strong look at who our who our chosen leaders are. And going forward, we we need to start with a whole new level of accountability that has not been there mm-hmm. before. Because well, a, a now, month, just
0: to clarify, you're talking about on state and on city and state level, every level. Every level. City,
1: state, and federal. I mean, we we vote for all of them. We need to hold more and more of them accountable for for those votes. It has to be done. Um, If if there's one thing that's been highlighted during this entire pandemic, it is the fact that on both sides, um, whether you lean conservative (laughs) or liberal, people are upset that other people are dictating our freedom of movement and making decisions that quite literally affect our health and our livelihood and we're confused about the messages that we're receiving because we're not getting clear-cut leadership on any side and i'm, I'm hoping that this this makes everyone take a very close look at what is expected of our elected officials because it seems like It seems like nobody is happy with the decisions that are being made, especially in a time of a pandemic. And going and even once the pandemic is over and we go back into an economic recovery. That's also going to be that's also going to prove detrimental to people who are already um, the most susceptible to being taken under. Happens every time. There's a great transfer of wealth. The rich are going to get richer. The poorer are going to struggle even more than they did before. And I know I'm just doing a soapbox and I apologize for that. But it all goes back to Joe Biden just presuming to have the black vote without having to work for shit. That's why he needs to shut the fuck up. Because you just let the cat out the bag. You just insulted everyone. Everyone who says, you know what, man, in, in, a, in a situation where we have to choose between a lesser of two evils, we just have to recognize that the system itself is fucking evil. But we're still going to vote for your ass. And you still slap us in the face like, nigga, I know you're going to vote for me if you want to be black. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up, man.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And it's it's one of these things where we know we have to grit, grit our teeth and bear it and do what we got to do to get this motherfucker out of office. But he's not making it any easier it, it, don't don't kick us while you're uh, while you're up. We're and we're propping you up. Don't kick us while we're trying to. Because there are some of us that are trying to convince people to do what they got to do this November. There's some there are some of us that are trying to tell other people, look, we know this is bad, and we know this is not the optimum choice we want to be making. Yeah. But. We see that the alternative is worse and we got to get out here and do what we got to do. It's not making it easy when you come out here and say shit like that. Biden is blowing this. It almost feels intentional now.
1: Yeah, at, at this point he's throwing the fight at this point.
0: Man. He's taking God, a dive in I the third round. I do D. Randall, did we do a podcast?
1: We most certainly did.
0: Man, I got to tell you outside got to open up because <laughs> some of these news some of these news stories uh, I mean I mean I picked out things that I want to talk about, granted. Um, if, if I want to talk about it, it's not gonna make it. But some of these news stories are getting to be too it, it shouldn't be a headline. Azalea Banks just came out and said she fucked Danny Chappelle. I I I don't That's believe headline.
1: it. I don't believe it. First of all, uh second of all, I agree with you. We we need new news. We need
0: like real news. <laughs> 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 um, Team Oz, thank you so much for sticking with us um, oh. These are tough times And there's so many there's so many things you've been doing at home But you're here with us and we're here with you And we want to make sure that you are properly entertained Speaking uh, of which,
1: I forgot I actually have an announcement this week Look at that
0: Oh, D-Ram's got church announcement. Yeah. Let's go. Uh
1: I am featured on the current episode Of Everything is Canceled by Craig Lindsay.
0: Shout out um, to Craig Lindsay.
1: Yeah, we had a, we had a nice little conversation. Uh, it was supposed to be thirty minutes. Ended up going over an hour, and we just we
0: just that, got. <laughs> that, that's how the everything is canceled thing goes. So I'm pretty sure my episode was like a, like an hour and a half, two hours.
1: Yeah, yeah We, we it, I, I think it was good, man. We were really we were really talking about a lot of different things. Um, the thing that I like, the reason I like talking to Craig is. Um, and when when you when you guys hear the episode, it was literally like our actual basically our actual phone conversation. Um, right. He asked me if I wanted to do it and I was like, yeah, I got some time now I'm not doing anything and I called in and that was that was a conversation so no prep uh no anything and it's it's and, and Craig has mentioned it before when he's been on our podcast, but it feels very much like just talking to a friend who's, you know, who just wants to kind of talk about, you know, how, you know, how things are kind of fucked up right now. But, you know, but we also talk about some good shit. We talk about music as well. I, 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 I really, I really liked it. It was, it was literally like you just visit, you just go to your friend's house. What you been up to, man? Shit. This is what's been going on. And then y'all dap it up and you go back home.
0: That's true. That's true. It's not too much unlike what we do.
1: Yes. Uh, You know, the name of the podcast is Everything is Cancelled, featuring Craig Lindsay.
0: Uh, He also refers to it as a cry for help.
1: (laughs) Everything that Craig does, I I believe, is a cry for help, and uh, we're we're here to help him.
0: Yeah, man. We love Craig Lindsay. For those of you, as a matter of fact, as a follow, for those of you who have been wondering how Craig Lindsay is doing, uh, tune into his podcast, Everything is Cancelled. Yes. Um, he'll be very happy to know that y'all care about him and y'all that people do ask about him Yeah. Um, we will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery um, We, man we're going to be here let's just <laughs> put it that way we're going to be here I ain't got nowhere to go I <laughs> ain't <We> got shells <laughs> no to do um, so until next week I have been Oz I think I'm still D. Randall As always, forever imparting titties.